You're listening to the Ministry 127 podcast, a complimentary resource for today's spiritual leader. The purpose of Ministry 127 is to aid Christians in developing a biblical philosophy of ministry. Ministry 127 is a growing online library aimed at assisting ministry workers with Bible-based resources and is a ministry of Pastor Paul Chapel, the Lancaster Baptist Church, and West Coast Baptist College. For more information, visit ministry127.com and subscribe to the Ministry 127 podcast for more practical lessons for today's Christian worker. Recruiting and Encouraging Nursery Workers is the title of this week's podcast with Mrs. Julie Hanna. Mrs. Hanna serves as the church nursery director for Lancaster Baptist Church. Each week, she schedules, oversees, supplies, and encourages teams of ladies who care for hundreds of children in the network of the church's nurseries. Are you called? Um, um, in many positions in the ministry, you should be called. This is not something that you do because you have nothing else to do. If you're not called to do this, you won't last. I tell my class all the time and I tell my nursery workers, I love Pastor Chapel. I love Mrs. Chapel with all my heart. I love this church. I don't ever want to go anywhere else but I could not do this for them. I have to do it for the Lord. I can't do it for a person because as people, um, especially as, um, especially the unsaved, but even saved, um, you will never, being a mom, being a grandparent, you will never be appreciated to the level that you think you should be. No one will ever, in your mind, will ever thank you enough no one will ever understand everything that you do. Um, so that is why you have to do it for the Lord. Because I know in my heart, he knows everything that goes on. He knows my thought process. He knows all the mommy's thought processes. And without him, I can't, I can't help them. Because sometimes it's their heart has to change. Sometimes it's my heart has to change to get things to work properly. So with nursery workers, you have to teach them that. That we are honestly, truly doing this for the Lord. Um, please, you know, I do, I, the nursery worker that only does it because they have to do it, which we all have some of those that do it because they feel it's their duty, um, they are being robbed of a blessing when they do that because um, I've been here long enough. And those of you that were here Sunday night, unfortunately, know how long I've been here. <laughs> I can probably calculate how old I am, unfortunately. But um, I have seen, I have, I had Stephen Houck in the nursery and I'm watching his child during the conference. Those are, that's huge. I watched them graduate from kindergarten and they were in my nursery. I watched them graduate from the eighth grade and the 12th grade and graduate from college and go to churches and start their own lives. And, and as a nursery worker, I did have a part in that. I didn't lead them to the Lord because two years old, they're not gonna be saved, that's just, part of life. So I don't get, as a nursery worker, you don't get those um, big things like you do a fifth grade teacher or something like, oh, I led three to the Lord today, or three were led to the Lord in my class today. You don't get that. But you do get to see what your love and your love for the Lord did for them later on. Um, just because they're raised in church doesn't mean they get church at home. It really doesn't. In this day and age, it's not like it was 30, 40 years ago. You may be the only thing they hear about the Lord all week long. They may come to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, have their kids in the Christian school, but sometimes that's it. 
that's all they get and you have they have to remember that as nursery workers so you as a nursery um, leader director whatever your title is need to help them remember that days like you know weeks like this it's it's hard I always wonder why do they come back why do the nursery workers come back every Sunday they've worked kicked or bit or the babies screamed the whole time yet they come back to their place on Sunday the next week and it's prayer it's the Lord it's it's their heart for the Lord and that's what you where you have to keep it and everybody gets you know what I mean we all have this and especially with women you know you have to make sure your nurseries don't become um, gossip centers and you know picking on you know talking badly about someone's children or how they're raising their children or nobody's going to raise them the way you raise yours and you know it's it's all a matter of it's just not our opinion it's not it's not for us to decide that and um but so that's how you have to keep them encouraged don't let them bring that one negative person can ruin a whole pot so you know try to keep track of that that's why we we allow friends and stuff i i my favorite thing to do is if um like um rachel back here um she's gonna um, she's going to marry my son. So, um, but, and so if I enjoy working with Rachel when we work in the nursery together. And I don't have a problem with that, putting two people together that really want, you know, they're friends and they want to work together as long as they work. You can't sit over and knit and, you know, oh, so it went on this week. You know, all the kids are running amok. They know that they have to serve when they're in there. And it's really hard with ladies not to get into that mode. So when you're encouraging them, help them. Um, uh, letter number two is um, A, accepting. Help them to accept that this is where they want to be. We have nursery workers that work every Sunday morning, and that's their ministry. My nighttime nurseries, they are um, staffed by once-a-monthers. They just serve once a month. They may teach in a Sunday school class. They may, may be married to a Sunday school teacher. So they can't work on Sunday morning, so they serve once a month at night. Those ones um, help them to accept that it is just once a month. You know, sometimes they don't want to do it. I've always felt that if my children, you know, I may, you may, I may not have any children in the nursery anymore, but I have a teen Sunday school teacher who's taking care of my kids, so why can't? I don't want to be a teen Sunday school teacher. I will work in the nursery instead. So that, you know, it's kind of payback. Um, somebody, um, I, did, I didn't have children when I started. I did this before I had children. I have ladies that do this who don't have children in the nursery anymore. Without those ladies, so remember that those ladies can help you too. So when you're encouraging, encourage yourself by, at, don't stick with just one small group. Because you'll get really down. If you only have your friends, you know, the few ladies that you know, or whatever, oh, could you help me tomorrow? They won't be your friends for very long if you're asking them constantly. Oh, I have someone not showing up. But it's nice to have friends that at that last minute you can do that and say, you know, oh, you know, I know you love me, but can you help me please? And, and don't not talk to me tomorrow. Have you, any of you experienced walking up to a group of ladies and they look the other way? <laughs> Is she there? Is she still there? <laughs> you know, that's, and that's what we, I deal with that in a church this size. You deal with that in a church very small. You know, it doesn't, the size doesn't matter. It's, we're all the same people. We all have the same attitudes. Um, you know, I understand you go to work all week, 
but this is church, and this is what we're supposed to do. This is what you serve. And the biggest thing about serving is, have you ever met anyone that that, um, is kind of down and is like, I don't have any friends? What's the best way to make friends? Serve with them. I have the most fun ladies' activities, cooking, you know, cutting, doing all the things that we do for ladies' activities. I meet people, new people all the time working in the nursery. I meet new people because I meet new moms who are coming to the church. Um, so it helped them by accepting that this is what they should do, but to have fun with what they do. It doesn't ha- it's not glorified babysitting. Love them. I don't, I don't want to raise my children as a, a mom because I have to. I have to do this till you're 18 years old, and then you're not my responsibility. Any of us that have children older than 18 know that, and I've learned from my mom, um, it's really honestly to get Alzheimer's and can't remember they're your children. They're your responsibility. You worry about them. You pray for them. You love them. So the, the nursery's the same way. Yeah, I mean, it, it is hard because they don't, right, because they, um, they don't do everything you say. <laughs> um, number three is um, the Lord. Everything that you do has to be for the Lord. So encourage in the Lord. Um, always bring it back to the Lord. The two things that I always do is I always remind my workers, and when I get new workers, I explain to them that, that this is, I've done it, you know. Um, I, I think I do have people that when they come here and can't believe that I've been doing this for as many years as I have, I, because I've had people who don't do it anymore, who have helped me, and they just can't do it anymore. Um but I do it for the Lord. And I think it's the greatest. Pastor's been here for 25 years. I don't think that there's anything more important than I know that I can come to Lancaster Baptist Church and he's going to be in that pulpit. I don't have to worry about, oh, is he only going to stay for three years? Is he only going to stay for four years? When we first started coming to the church, um, pastor's a little bit older than um, my husband and I are. And when we came, we were very young. And we didn't think anything of it. And his mom and dad came. They, he grew up in the South, and his mom and dad came to visit. We'd probably been coming to the church about a year. And his mom and dad came to visit, and they, all they kept saying was, he's so young. Because young usually means what? You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you don't, you don't know what you're doing. You, you don't know everything, which you don't. You don't know everything when you're 80. I mean, that's just the bottom line. You can never stop learning. But they were like, they're so young. And we never, ever saw him that way. Ever. So um, he, he made the Lord real to me when I came here. And I wanted to serve. That, I couldn't wait to serve. I couldn't wait. Oh, what can I do to serve? And, when, and no matter the smallness of your church, you have, you have the ability just a little bit better to get that point across. I remember 24 and a half years ago. We were the church. If we didn't do it, it didn't get done. And we, I have bonds with people that are still here that I stood up on that platform with that is almost closer than I have with my parents because we've done so much together. Leadership conference 15 years ago, there was a handful of us that got it going, got, it, you know, got the things done, got the room set up. Now we, we're blessed. We have lots of people that help with that. But we sit, try to keep it, you know, try to keep, know people in your church. Know the parents of the children. If you do the nursery, if you do three-year-olds, if you do four-year-olds, if you do, know the parents. Get to know the people in your church. 
It's the best way to encourage anyone. Um, the um, most important thing I learned was that through serving, I learned the love of the Lord. I learned how to handle certain situations, you know, because we are all people and everybody has different personalities and somebody comes in to help with a ladies activity or somebody comes in to do a nursery that night and they're just not in a really good mood and how to handle situations like that. You know, if somebody walks up to me and somebody says, you know, it's, it's Wednesday night of the conference and she is supposed to be having nursery and, and she comes up and she tells me she just doesn't think she can do it tonight. I, I want her to go into church, obviously. There's something that she needs to work out. Um, I can't sit here and be a dictator. No, you have nursery. You're going to work. Because I love the kids enough I don't want her in there. I don't want her in there with a bad attitude. I don't have children in the nursery anymore. But I didn't want that when my children were little, and I don't want that for your children either. I want them to have a good experience. I want them to love the church when they come. I don't know if any of you have been in the North Building, but we're in the process of changing a lot of it. And we've been called Kid City for quite a while, the children's ministry. But now we're, we're turning the building to look like a city for children. And the first Sunday that the kids came, it was two weeks ago that we got the first part painted. They were like, like they were coming to their church. Look, you know, it's got little kids on the wall, the colors. The, now, the adults, I mean, people would come in, did you pick that color? Yes, I picked that color. You know, because the adults, I mean, it's not for you. No, I, I said, it's not, you know, in my head, I'm thinking, it's not for you. You can hate it all you want. Camden Moore, pastor's little grandson, he comes in, and there's this little table. We bought this little table by the ice cream shop, you know, kind of like the outside of an ice cream shop. He loves to sit at that table, and he's waiting for his ice cream. Unfortunately, there is no ice cream, but he sits there, and he waits. So we give him a snack, you know, or something while he's sitting there waiting with Danielle. And, um... I, I was so happy when they lit up as they come around the corner. Now they're excited to come in and go, oh, I get to go to my class. And the, this, the nurseries are named stores. We have a candy store and a toy shop and a fire station and a library and a, and a cupcake shop. And, and the kids, they see the cupcakes. They can't read, but they see the cupcakes. They think, oh, oh, oh. Now, unfortunately, they don't get a cupcake when they go in, but they think it's fun. It's bright colors. It's for the children. It's not for the adults. Um, I have to wear, uh, um, you know what the crew w wears in a race? Um, those shirts that, or like when you go get your oil changed, I have to wear a shirt like that. That's my shirt. That's the Kid City, we're the Kid City crew. And that's what my shirt looks like. I have a Michelin patch and I have a NASCAR patch. And, and I, the comments I get from the adults. The kids love it, but the, kid, the adults are like, oh, are you changing oil? And I'm like, no, you don't get it. You don't get it. If you get, every, right, if you get everybody to get it for the Lord, it's great. I, I, do I enjoy wearing it? Do I enjoy getting dressed for church and then putting that shirt on? And then I think, why do I worry about what I have on? The shirt covers most of what I have on. Or is it, or, or worship. My husband does this, though, with his usher's jacket. Well, does my jacket match my shirt? Because it's kind of a different color. So now I'm like, oh, well, they know I just have this on. If I have a red dress on and it doesn't match, that's okay. But just teach them to do it for the Lord, to love the Lord. The more you bring up the Lord, the more they will understand. I had a lady who um, is doing nursery this week, and she came in yesterday and she was frazzled. It was a long day, and she said, I had 32 three-year-olds. 
And she kind of, you know, got a little sideways. And I was like, that's great. I said, the first and second grade, there were 67 in there. She stopped. <laughs> she didn't say she was thankful for her 32 and not her 67. So, you know, you just try to turn things around because they're, it's just like in your home, whatever attitude you're going to have, they're going to have. And I'll clean throw up for the Lord. I don't enjoy it, but I'll do it. And I'm not going to complain about it. And I will not ever ask my nursery workers to do something I would never do myself. So um, just remember, just put everything back to the Lord and always let them know how much your pastor loves them and appreciates what they do. Our pastor's always been wonderful at, at letting our children's people, the ones who miss the service. If you're an adult Sunday school teacher, you never miss a service. But you do miss a lot when you work with children. And he's always been great about conveying from himself and through us as to how much he loves and appreciates. A service with little children in it is very chaotic. And sometimes it's the adult's fault. Oh, everybody's gooing over there looking at the little three-year-old, you know, who's sitting there being so quiet or good. Um, so always lead it back to the Lord. Um, always encourage them through the Lord. Um, number four is loved. I try to show my, my love for each and every one of my nursery workers. Um, and there's so many different ways that you can show that um, besides just the thank you. Because I don't, we get letters all the time from the church, and this is how bad I am. I'll open the letter, look at the bottom immediately to see who it's from, think of what's going on, and go, yeah, 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 I know what that's about. I don't even read it. <laughs> I'm so bad. Okay, it's from Brother Schmidt. Um, Youth conference is coming up. Yeah, he's just asking me to do nursery for youth conference, and I throw it in the trash. I am probably going to be in trouble one day because it's going to be something that I probably should have read. But, and this is the same thing when you hear, hear thank you. You hear thank you so many times. Do you hear it anymore? Eh, she just says that. You know, like when your, your children say sorry to each other. I don't mean it ever. Even if I look at them and say, say sorry like you mean it. Sorry. It sounded better. They still didn't mean it. I just felt better about it. Um, and it's the same with it. So I find other ways to thank them. Um, for years, you know, I would, when I had a smaller amount of workers, I would make little things at Christmas or I would have special things um, that I would do here and there. Uh, one thing that I've done um, in the past few years is um, I don't know how many of you just think a Coke is the greatest thing in the whole wide world when it's a really bad day. <laughs> and you just sit there. And my husband will always tease me and go, why did you have to buy a Coke? You can go get a, what is it, 64 ounces, and it's $1.25, and you paid $2.50 for this one Coke? And I'm like, you don't understand. I, it, I just needed a Coke so bad. It just felt so good. You know? And so I do that for the nursery workers. And um, we used to bring in snacks for them, but now that we're a peanut-free zone and I really try to stick to the rule that we don't bring in outside food, I don't let them do that in the nursery, but I will let them. Uh, so we'll give them um, every night at the conference, they get a, something to drink. Or and they get to choose, Coke, water, Sprite. Um, we try to have a variety, a diet, something. And it's not any really big deal thing, but it's a big deal when you've been in there for two and a half hours and a Coke tastes really good or a Diet Coke or a tea or whatever makes you feel good. Um, we have an appreciation dinner, we, and we've had one for years. But what we used to do is we used to have it like on a Friday night and we would invite all the nursery workers to come to the dinner and um, 
and one year we had it, we were having it out in the Student Life Center, and um, they were tearing up, they were doing something to the parking lot, so it's getting very difficult to actually get to the Student Life Center because they didn't have as many doors to get in back then. And um, you had to like walk over those little things that they, alleys that they cut into the concrete, so you're walking over that, and, you're, and I'm just sitting there going, all of a sudden it dawned on me, I'm like, how am I appreciating you? By dragging, your, dragging you out of your house at 6 o'clock at night, you've got to fight the parking lot to get in there. You had to feed your kids. You had to make sure the house was okay so that you could leave. When you come home, they're probably not going to be in bed, and you're going to have to do that. So how was that appreciating a nursery worker? So about four years ago, what we decided to start doing is we have a luncheon on Sunday afternoon after church on Sunday morning, and we invite the whole family the nursery worker, and her family. And we feed them all. And it's just come out, have a meal. It's a Sunday afternoon. They don't, that's one Sunday. They don't have to go home and think about how to feed their whole family. They didn't have to figure out how to get a babysitter or bring them to the nursery or anything like that. And that's, how, that's another way that um, we try to appreciate them. Um, we now are blessed with a wonderful bookstore, so um, I just keep in my purse a cup. I, keep, I buy, like, $5 gift cards, and I have them. Like, this morning I walked back to a nursery, and I needed one lady to go from one age group to the age group across the hall. This age group was being very quiet. This age group was being very loud. And I said, and I don't ever want to say, um, what's your first name? Shelly, Shelly, can you go over to that nursery for me? Because I want it. I want someone to go that wants to go. And there were four girls sitting there, and most of the babies, you know, they had very few babies. And I said, um, would one of you like to go over to um, the um, pet shop and, and do nursery? And they all kind of looked at me, and one lady stood right up and said, I'll go. And she went over. So I have those gift cards in my purse. I, I'm going to give her one this afternoon. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those just, or I could show up tonight with a Coke. Or just a little note that's specific, not a form letter, a specific note to her that I didn't write to 50 other people. I was thanking her, and she knows what I was thanking her for. Um, she didn't have any idea I would do that. She didn't do it because I would do that. She was just the one willing to stand up right away. I would have loved it if all four would have said, and I would have said, oh, let me pick, but that's not the way it went. So I wanted to let her know that I did appreciate. It's kind of like with your children. You know, don't always, you know, look for the bad. You have to look for the good, too. And even though it may not have been the best, it was better than the bad would have been. Um, letter E, um, and number five, is enjoy. I'm not perfect. I'm not saying that there aren't sometimes. I love leadership conference. I love it. I love that everybody comes to visit. I love that um, I'm taking care of kids today that I've been taking care of for five and six years. You know, they're in the first grade now, you know, because their parents come back year after year. I love to see people return. Just as much as I appreciate them returning, I hope that they appreciate that I'm still here and that I I'm, I'm hope I'm being an example that you can. You don't have to only do this for a little bit and find something else to do. So learn to enjoy what you do. Um, when I teach my class, I always tell them, um, there is no such thing as too many nursery workers. Have any of you ever had that problem? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. My idea of too many nursery workers would be, we have 14 children, 
We have 15 workers and four on standby. Maybe when that next one comes up, I might think, oh, maybe I'll let her go because I think we have too many. If you have a a worker per child, you're surviving. And none of us have that. None of, we never have it. Um, Taking care of other people's children is very difficult. They're not yours. You don't know the tricks. You don't know, um, well, if you hold them this way, he likes it better. And, like, especially during conference, I mean, when I have the children week after week, you can learn those little things. But at conference, we don't have enough time to learn that your baby prefers to be on their tummy. So, so it's nice that we'll ask the parents, can you tell me anything that, you know, helps? And parents are getting better about telling you a lot more things, like the blanket that was in the bag the whole time that he would have stopped the second he had it. Um, if you would have known to take the blanket out, because you never know what that diaper bag is like, sacred. I don't know if I'm supposed to take anything out of there that she didn't, you know. Okay, she put cup and passy. Am I allowed to take the blanket out? Because it didn't say blanket, you know, and that's what you, the battle that you fight. And so just learn to enjoy it. And by you enjoying it, they will learn to enjoy it. And that's the most important thing. When you enjoy it, they will enjoy it. If you're grumpy, they're going to be grumpy. It's no different than your home. You wake up grumpy, guess who else is going to be grumpy? However many kids you have are going to be just probably more grumpy than you are. If I come into nursery in a bad mood, they're going to be in probably three times worse mood than I'm in because it's multiplied by their attitude. You know, So if I just learn to enjoy it, it I'm learning as I get older, time is so short. Um, you have this, and then, I mean, I, when we, I was sitting in there um, for the, um, for Sunday night, which some of you probably weren't here for Sunday night. He honored the um, founding members and the, uh, but they, I think they've showed the video once or twice, but where they show the overview of the campus. When we were downtown, Pastor has always had vision. He's a visionary. I mean, he's, he probably sees still more and more and more. I would never in a million years thought that I would, when this first building was built, I was asked, these rooms were nurseries. I asked, you know, what what would you like this to be? You know, I got to put the receptacles up so that they weren't down so I didn't have to worry about those little plastic things. And I had bathrooms in the nursery, little tiny potties. You know, I never would have guessed. And then that was, um, see my daughters, that was almost 20 years ago, that building. And now what we have now, I never, ever would have believed when I saw that overview. You just, when you're going building to building, you don't see it. But when you see that overview, I mean, I have a whole building now. The college offices are upstairs, and there's an auditorium that is a Sunday school class on Sunday morning, and the Spanish meet in there for church. Other than that, every room on that bottom floor belongs to the nursery, two-year-olds and under. I never would have dreamed that that would happen. I don't have the faith that Pastor has. Pastor has enormous faith. But you need to have that. You need to be um, open enough to try to figure out, ask the ladies, you know what? We, um, they made the new guest centers, so they ended up taking what we used as a nursing room that was in that building. People don't like change. Um, they put the nursing room inside the bathroom. They don't like that. It's not big enough. It's not, and, and I'm racking my brain and praying and going, I don't know where to put it. 
where is it going to go? I can't take much from a nursery because the nurseries really honestly aren't big enough as it is. And then um, so about two years ago, the one, we have a nursery in the back that was attached to what used to be called a cafe. And the college kids would come and they'd serve food out of it, you know, like hamburgers and stuff like that. And um, those refrigerators were in a nursery and they pulled them out of a nursery and took part of another nursery and put the refrigerators right there. Well, they don't use the cafe anymore. And um, so we figured out that we could pull those refrigerators out. It could be a nursing room. The not so good thing is you have to go through a nursery to get to the nursery room. But I did something for the ladies, the, the moms that they wanted. And those are the things that you have to remember and enjoy those things. It, don't take everything as a challenge. Um, I've never been one when they ask that they need something. Um, we've had, I don't know any of you, that, if you have children in the nursery, but so there's been changes between the fire station and the ice cream shop because during the day the fire station has to be like this. They're having sessions in it. And then it's a nursery at night, and we have to move all the toys back in. And then at night we have to move all the toys back out. Those are just things that we just have to do. It's just what we do to make things better for the longer time. This is just for this week. Next week we go back to normal. And um, I've always been willing to give whatever I can give. I never want to be that person. No. This is my territory. No one's allowed to touch it. This is nursery. You can't have it. I've never been, I personally am not like that. So I've never really been like that here. Um, I've never been offended by if you want to help me. Don't be offended if somebody wants to help me. Nobody wants your job. Nobody will take your job. I can't give mine away. Um, I work part-time in the church offices, and one of the things I do is I order office supplies, but I try to help with other stuff. And um, the lady who's in charge of the secretaries, they were there was all this moving going around and stuff like that. So I walked in, and I told her, I said, I just wanted you to know, to, to just to help your day go by, because she's trying to figure out who to get here. You know, and placing secretaries is really uh, more difficult than you can imagine, because you can't just be a secretary. You have to match personalities kind of matching. I worked in the baby nursery last night. That's not my favorite place to work. I want to work with the ones that can talk to me. I want to work with the ones I can bribe. I can change their mind. Babies, I can't change their mind. I'm holding them, changing them. I'm like, okay, well, now what do we do? And the, I can play a game. I can sing horrible to the little, to the, you know, two-year-olds, and they'll think, you know, for, I, can, I may have to change things quite often, but I can get somewhere with them. The babies, when they want mom, they want mom. But um, so I walked in and I told her um, she was kind of having one of those days. And I said, I just want you to know you don't have to worry about me. I don't need a secretary. She started cracking up. I don't even have a job that would have a secretary. And she, she started laughing. She goes, you're not getting a secretary. I'm like, I know I'm not getting a secretary. But I just wanted you to know that's okay with me. <laughs> I don't want another person to take care of anyway. <laughs> but, you know, those are the enjoy what you do. It's going to be as fun as you make it. It's no different than our attitude. Your attitude measures what? Your altitude, how far you're going to go. And if you have a good attitude, and I'm not saying I'm not perfect. I get up days, and there's some days it's like, I probably should just go back to bed and get up on the other side because this is not going so well. Um, you know, those days when you're trying to get out the door and you've dropped everything, you've got to run in your nylons. Um, I came in on Monday, and I was doing registration, and the chairs they have over there have these like magnetic things that hook together to keep the chairs together so they don't keep moving. And I went to turn around the chair, ran my nylons. I was like, 
I don't have time to run home because we're in the middle of registration. So, you know, you're trying to hide it, hoping it doesn't keep growing. Those are bad days. But you know what? I know me. Everyone has run somewhere. Somehow they understand, you know, if somebody wants to say, oh, she has runs in her nylons. Does she always dress like that? Well, yeah, probably pretty much I do. If you work in the nursery, what's the worst thing for nylons? Velcro on their shoes. And them, because they pick. It's, it, they must feel so weird to them, and they just pick at them. And, you're, and you don't want to be mean. It's like, oh, honey, please don't. don't. You know, you're trying to get your dress to cover more of your, your nylons up, but then you're just like, oh, whatever, go ahead. Um, so um, letter E is enjoy. Letter D is develop um, your nursery workers. Um, in the aspect of don't just think that they show up here on Sunday. Help them develop a relationship with the Lord. Remind them to spend time with the Lord. Um, we pray. Uh, the nursery leaders pray together. In the nurseries, they pray, you know, before, oh, Lord, you know, help everything to go okay. Um, help everybody to get to church. I don't want mommies to suffer on their way to church. You know, I don't want, you know, the kids all screaming. Um, what breaks my heart more than anything is when they, they start crying as they come in the double doors because they already don't want to go. But have you ever noticed sometimes part of that problem is who? Mom, are you sure you want to go? He's going. Are you sure you want to go? And it's like, stop asking him that question. He's going. You're making it worse. And you deal with a lot of that today because of the insecurity of moms who are sending their kids where all week long? Daycare. They're that, and so it's, 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 you know, it's not... Churches now are so full of so many different people. Um, you know, um, we, the way we do the registration, I started realizing it. You know, 10, 11 years ago, every once in a while, we'd get, you know, a child whose name didn't match mom's, and possibly there wasn't a dad. Now, if I register 10 kids on a Sunday morning, eight of them are that way now. Not that they're, they're good people. It's just in life, things have you know, they're, they're where they should be now, but those are all things that we deal with, and that's a lot of baggage to have to carry and to have to bring to the Lord every week because the hardest person to forgive is ourselves. And those are the things that you have to remember when you have to go back and explain to a parent, you can't put him in the nursery because he's sick. He's obviously sick. He's covered with something. We don't know what it is. You don't know what it is. He can't come in here. I can't risk the other 10 children. I'll have 11 mommies mad at me instead of just one. I already get it all anyway. Are chicken pox going around? I didn't bring the vial in this morning and spread chicken pox around the nursery to bother you all. I promise you I did not do that. But that's what they tend to think. And the doctors blame it on you. Do they go to daycare? If a mom says no, they don't go to daycare, but they go to church, well, that's where they're getting it from. How about the grocery store? What is the most disgusting thing in the whole wide world? A grocery cart. I don't care how many handy wipes you use. It's gross. Meat, you touch packages of meat, you touch vegetables. And they're going to, I clean my nurseries. I do. We have hand sanitizer everywhere. You just started seeing that in the grocery stores. But those grocery carts never get washed. You know what I mean? But you have to learn to develop them not to get upset 
it's really the mom is just, she's, you know, the doctors are telling me that. My mom's, I remember my mom saying to me, um, with my niece and my nephew, um, she watched them um, after she retired from work. She started watching them. And she was like, I have never, you know, when, before she started watching them, I've never seen such sick kids. You guys were never sick like that. But do you know, we were sick like that. But do you know why she doesn't remember? Because whether we were sick or not didn't determine what happened to her that day. She didn't have to call her boss. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. She didn't have to call her boss and tell her boss she couldn't come in that day. Um, I had to ask a dad to take his baby with him this morning. It broke my heart because they came to the conference. He was covered with some kind of rash. All I need to do is, in fact, all of you who have to get back on an airplane or sit in a car for three days with that. I have, you have to figure out what the greater good is and, and do it with a loving spirit. But you have to make sure that your nursery workers have that same spirit because it will do so much damage. Um, you can't have the nursery worker who gives the child and says, he was horrible. Um, you're not supposed to lie, but we lie here. <laughs> We do. If you, if you come and ask me, and you should ask every one of my workers, and they should give you the same answer. Normally, I'm not saying I don't have one or two that'll give you. If you say, "How was he today?" She better say he was great. And then our regular attending members who work in nursery who know he wasn't great that day. No, really, how was he? He was great. Because you don't want to deter anybody from not coming back here. Pastor does this wonderful job in there, and I just set her back 15 steps. Because none of us want to hear that our children are what? Bad, horrible. We, we know, if we're honest, we know what our children are like. And when she's telling you that, you can sit there and go, yeah, I'm sure he did it. I'm sure he did. You know, he could be a monster sometimes. But they don't want to hear it from me. I can, I can say whatever I want about my children. I don't want to hear you say it, or you. But sometimes it does have to be said. When it's been the fifth week in a row and she's bit someone, we have to handle it. We, you, you don't want to leave her in the nursery in a high chair the whole time. You've got to figure out a way to manage it. Then those situations have to be handled. So you have to develop yourself, and then you have to develop them not to how it's just that FaceTime, how it's handled. He bit five times today. Mom is mortified. Mortified. We try to handle as best we can, and I still sometimes have moms that go, maybe I should just hire a babysitter. It's like, no, that's not it. Consistency. Consistency will change it. He, they have to know that there's going to be a consequence to that. It can't be four or five hours later. We have to figure out what's going to work for this one. I'm willing to help you. Um, now, the ones that say, well, I don't care whether he bites or not, and doesn't do that, that aggravates me a little bit. But the ones that are just willing to help, you just have to find what plan's going to work for you. But you have to make sure that you develop your nursery workers to help you with that before they destroy it. I've always said, we do not allow parents in the nursery, unless you're a worker. So if you come to visit our church, and, you'll, and if you came up to the counter, and you would say, um, is it okay if I go in with him? Our answer is no. You're more than... Welcome to go sit in the foyer with him. Um, to sit in the ladies' bathroom, you can get, you know, I mean, if you don't want him running around the foyer or whatever. 
but you can't come in here. And um, my hardest problem is when my workers know that that's the rule. And I get a little bit aggravated when, that's why we have a, a, um, an information center and a check-in center now to try to handle things that shouldn't be handled at the nursery where all those people lining up can ha- hear it. And um, because I'm like, okay, so you let them in. You let her in. Now, who am I? Then you're calling me on the phone and going, there's a parent in here and we can't get her out. What happens when I come? I'm automatically the bad guy. She's automatically going to be on the what? The defensive. Because then they want to, why can't I stay in here? Well, I personally don't understand why you come to church and want to sit in the nursery with your kid. Why come to church? That doesn't make any sense to me. I'm coming to church to get fed. If I'm going to sit in here when there's ample people to take care of them, why would I do that? And um, then I'm the bad guy, and, I, and I, it took a lot of years to get over that. Don't let them in. And then when we started with the counter where they meet us first and we take them back, a greeter takes them back, explains things to them. You know, um, I have moms that will say, she'll have like a two-year-old and a four-year-old. They've never been apart. And I'm thinking, seriously, never? Wow. That's amazing. You better get ready because there's going to be a whole lot of tears because that one's going to kindergarten next year. And she can't go with. That's the way public school works. That's the way school works. And so you just have to, you have to try to just always be kind. I had a boss one time that said, you kill them with kindness. I was a, a grocery store clerk. Whatever they said, you answered back. You know, if you said, how are you today? Oh, and said, oh well, I'm having a great day. Or, well, I hope you have a great day. Do you always want to answer that way? No, you want to answer right back. Me too. But the best way is to kill them with The more someone yells at you, the quieter you get. Because the second your voice goes one octave higher than theirs, you have become the what? You've become the problem. You just justified every single second of their actions. Every single one. And you have to make sure that your nursery workers understand that. Because no matter what, you're going to be the one that deals with all of that. They're coming to you. You're the name. You know, pastor hears somehow that there was a problem in the nursery. I'm getting the phone call. It's going to be me. I better hope I know about it. I hope somebody told me about it. Before it got so I could try to, you know what I mean? I don't like to be blindsided. So they're told, if there's been a problem, come and tell me. Come and get me. Come and get someone one of the nursery leaders that can help you with that. I don't want them to have to deal with the negativity. I want to keep them as positive as I can, and I don't want them to make my problem worse. So that develop them as best. Give them guidelines. As workers are no different than children, they want to know what time they're supposed to be there. They want to know what's expected of them. But they also want you to do what you say you're going to do. I want you to furnish this nursery the way you're supposed to. I don't want to come in and not find wipes. I go to change a baby's diaper and I don't have any wipes. So I have to call and try to get somebody to bring me wipes. It's my job to make sure they have everything that they need to take care of those children so that there's no negativity when it comes to that. Oh, and I don't want to be the person who says, well, I asked her, but she never does what I ask. I'll just go up and get the wipes myself because she never, don't, I don't want to be that person. And you try to stop the negativity as best as you can where you can manage it. There's always going to be a little bit, but try to keep it where you manage it and somebody doesn't make it worse for you. Because there's nothing worse than cleaning up what someone else did. Thank you for listening to this Ministry 127 podcast. 
Today's lesson was entitled Recruiting and Encouraging Nursery Workers with Mrs. Julie Hanna. This podcast was designed to equip spiritual leaders to grow in the Word and develop a biblical philosophy of ministry for today's local church. Be sure to let a friend know about ministry127.com. Also, for Christ-honoring publications, please visit strivingtogether.com for resources that encourage spiritual growth and the local church ministry. Thank you for listening to this Ministry 127 podcast.